Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to Clue Done It, the podcast where we make wild guesses about fake TV crimes. Without any clues, context, or apparently accuracy. All right, let's find out. Who was right. Who was wrong. And who is dead. Oh my gosh, it's stressful, stressful? being the dungeon master. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like trying to come yeah. up with it, not knowing what these people are going to do, and trying to show them. Like, I think now I might be more relaxed with it, but at the time it was like high tension, high stress, especially for like a nerdy little kid who like doesn't know why he likes to write stories, but likes to write stories and wants to control everything around him. Like, oh my God, getting a bunch of other like middle school boys in there to do the thing, <laughs> very bad. We yes. were not nearly as cool as the kids in Stranger Things. We just weren't. Oh my gosh. I don't understand. Okay, this is such a tangent. But I do not understand how kids can play Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, you seriously are going to play a game and then set it down and come down, come back next week? That makes... No, really? No, no way. Like, I remember when I played games as a kid, it was like 20 minutes of this, 35 minutes of that, get bored with that, go do take a snack, 35 minutes of this other thing, 25 minutes of this other game, then you got to go home eat, or stay for dinner, then you maybe watch <laughs> a little bit of a movie, then you watch, listen to a record, then you maybe play a little bit of a video game. Like, there was never anything that was like two hours of... Oh, Dungeons and Dragons was more than two hours. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Like but I mean, two, don't give me, three, don't give me five, wrong. Like, you take hours? breaks in there, and there's lots of snacks, and it's fun. And, like, you sometimes you, you never finish, right? No, I mean, you never really it's do. It's always no. an ongoing thing. It's always an ongoing thing. thing. And somebody's over there, like, drawing as they're waiting to do their turn, and there's another person over there, painting like, painting something. Probably. I don't know. There's, well, some like, people, some people did mini. do miniatures. Some people did do miniatures in this group. I mean, I've, I have been, always have been horrible at painting miniatures, but there was, uh, there were a couple kids so who had really hard. good. Really good, like one who was just a really good artist, and he would oh. do amazing things. Like he wow. would like draw characters. Like he'd draw his character in like the little square that they had, and it would just look amazing. And then oh, wow. other people just, you know, they and were there to like barge in and they were magic missilers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a okay. So here's a question. Then mm. we're watching Bones. Yes. The two main characters in Bones are Bones, yes. who is a what is her official title? Oh. I don't know. She's some. I, she's some. She's a science nerd. She's a science nerd who. They are called squints. They're, yes. They're, I mean, that colloquially, that's and not nice. That's not, what they, the they, FBI calls. That's what them. the FBI. And they only did that for one episode. They only did that for the pilot. I think after that. Oh, they, they, they refer squints? to it on the internet. Still. Well, in well, any event. Another one of their squints. There's also a thing where like they have interns that just come in and out, which is very true to form, but <laughs> meant that no actors were, <laughs> or some of the actors didn't stay for more than a couple seasons. Oh, well, that's too bad. But in any event, so there's Bones, who is an anthropologi anthropologist, la 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 Forensic anthropologist. anthropologist. Forensic anthropologist. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's her term, her, the yes. term for what she does. I don't know if that's her title. She is, she is part of the medico-legal or medico-judicial yeah. or, it's, it's like the, so I think it's medico-judicial. Like that's, yeah. they didn't get any like blazers that. though. I feel a little ripped off. They didn't I get any know. blazers. I went through a bunch of pictures looking for them in Jack. They have, they do wear suits, like body suits is what right. I mean. Like jumpsuits, sorry, mm -hmm. is actually the better term because they're, or very long jackets and Lab Alicia, they, they are buttoned up. Oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Because they it... even made ones for her when she was pregnant, like <laughs> lab coats that would fit. Yeah. Aww. And they're not, they're not cutesy. Like they really wear them all buttoned up top to bottom. Well, the, and this is definitely like, this is part of the whole CSI. Science, science, science. We'll give, we'll capture the criminal, but only if there's lots of evidence in DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting Actually, this this show, how it came to be in the 2000s was the writer, producer, executive, the, the showrunner, basically. Sure. Hart Hansen had another show in the works, but it fell apart during the 2005 TV pilot season. And because he had a development deal with Fox, the network asked him to create a forensic-based crime show not unlike CBS's CSI. extremely popular yeah. CSI. And at first, he was not interested at all. But they were intense with him and they leaned on him and they sent him out with, uh, to have like, you know, a lunch meeting or whatever sure. with producer Barry Josephson, Jos Josephson, Joseph, 
Joe, I don't know. Whatever. That Barry guy. Josephson, Barry. who had the rights to develop a series about forensic anthropologist and crime novelist Kathy Reichs, who is on every episode of this show. She's the creator. She's written 21 novels. Wow. Um, so Hansen watched a documentary about her and was fascinated, completely overcome, and was like, she is amazing. He's quoted as saying she was fascinating because of what she could do with a pile of bones. Just amazing. And then he returned to Fox and he pitched this show. It was with his skewed human in humor inflected version of a crime procedural to compete with CSI, Law and Order, and uh, NCIS. So Mm -hmm. it literally was, they were like, we need a crime show. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to, all right, fine. I'll do it my way. Which still, it's not all that different. The one big thing that is different, I mean, other than like the sense of humor and that they have this character, Bones, played by, well, her character name is Temperance. Brennan and am I saying that right? Yeah, Temperance Brennan, played by Emily Deschanel, right? Yeah, as far as I know, that's how yeah, that's pronounced. Played by Emily Deschanel, who is, by the way, the sister of Zoe Deschanel. Right, from The New Girl. And I just, I'm telling you, like, that that's crossover episode is just right there. Zoe was in the show. She did what? do a cameo as <laughs> uh, Temperance's cousin. Oh, that is fantastic. In, yeah, in Bones. Hilarious. But not as Jessica or right. Jess from yes. The New Girl. So, yeah, it was, the show was created to be a competitor and it was a two-hander because it was Bones and the FBI agent played by played by David Boreanaz. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. He had just come off a very long stint playing Angel the on Vampire. Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then on his own spinoff show, Angel. Right. And so they were so excited to get him. And What's his character's name? His character's name is Seely Booth. Booth. And so he is Booth supposedly, and Bones. Yeah, Booth and Bones. And Booth is supposedly related to the actor who shot Abraham Lincoln. With the character in the, the show. The character is supposedly okay. related. Yeah, and a, so it's a two-hander with lots of other supporting ensemble. Yeah, like the, she's got her whole crew back at the yeah. Jeffersonian Museum, which, which is... Which is a stand-in sort of oh for the my Smithsonian, God. just this a little wee crime bit. Lab, this crime lab is amazing. So it's, it's such a beautiful amazing. TV crime lab. Like, she... <laughs> there's a, there's her private office, or like one of her private offices is, has like... 12 foot, 16 foot walls, and the walls are light cubes, and in the light cubes behind frosted glass are bones. Yes. Just bo- like A, a little on the nose. So but B, like, what do you like what bones do you have to have in there to like like what this is like her bone hall of fame. Yeah. What made this bone special? What made this bone special? I don't know. It's a great visual. Let's run with it. Yeah, yeah. So well, that was not mentioned, but I will say that is like a quintessential part of this show. Oh, is yeah. that set piece. Of course. But the other big set piece that the is hologram? The, is the hologram. <laughs> the, the fake little hologram yes, that they trot the out whenever they can. Hologram. The 3D hologram that they yes. can just look. Here's our fake sciencey science. Yes, because Michaela Conlon, who plays Angela Montenegro, is the, the forensic computer, the... artist, and she does these right. She's reconstructions the nerd of she like the... trying to, you know, they she puts flesh on the bones and is like, well, they probably had this injury, and they probably look like this, and this is what we know from the DNA, and yeah, yeah. So this is this was a thing that they created for the show that they were like, what? This what? is what makes what? It there's different. not a, this is not a real <laughs> there's not a real hologram thing where they can just like display in 3D just random home movies from your phone and depict. <laughs> and figure out who these people are and just put a random bone in there like let's overlay muscle and like do things better than Pixar can do in ultra 30 seconds well okay I, I didn't actually look up Kathy Reichs um, and like what her forensic <laughs> so the point is Jacob it may be real it may we just be. don't know <laughs> yeah I mean Kathy Reichs is amazing she is the shit she as well as having written 21 novels including this character mm-hmm. uh, Temperance um, Brennan. Brennan, 
that's her character. That's the character. But right. in some of the novels, she will say, oh, that was exactly my personal experience because mm-hmm. she is actually a forensic anthropologist. Both in, or at least at one point, according to Wikipedia, North Carolina, she worked for the medical examiners, and she also worked in Montreal. She's worked all over the country on, like, amazing cases. She is a for reals forensic anthropologist. And so the show was supposed to be based on her, but they basically ended up just basing it on her character, which is based on her. So it's this weird, like, kind of crazy meta thing. This is this is also there's another way you know that this is a Fox show is because literally, like in the in the pilot episode, within the first two minutes, one of her like the remember the graphic science lady who created this amazing hologram machine that hasn't been done anyplace else and was really super smart. And literally in the first two minutes of the show, she has opened up her shirt and flashed her flashed her tits. At the at somebody in an airport because she's trying to figure out what gate her friend has landed on. Yeah. Now it's network TV, so she's wearing a bustier and a corset, and like everything is covered up. But it's very scandalous for TV. And then yes. later on, like there's a scene at night where someone breaks into Bones's apartment, and she's like slowly creeping through the hallway with a bat, and they're going like close-ups on her, and she is wearing the push-upiest of push-up bras you have ever seen. Yes. It's just like, yeah. okay, here you go, boobs. There you go. Yes. That's also how you know it that this is a Fox show. So much boobs, and it, it is very notable. And then when you read the like, the, well, I watch, I, I I read little like recaps yeah. of reviews. They were like very sexy alternative to the CSIs and the NCISs and law and orders. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess, but (laughs) it's Fox. Let's get this on the air. Once you get past the pilot, she's fully dressed. Everyone is pretty much fully dressed. I will say that it is definitely like, there's definitely like, okay, now we can dress them normally. It's like, nope, nope. Let's get this on the air. If that means we've got to show some like push up bras, we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pretty tight pilot. It's a good pilot. Yeah. It's a good show. And so, so you want to take out your bingo card? Hit me. Hit me. What have we got? It is considered a comedy yes, that crime is. drama. Absolutely. I was surprised by that because, so you think this is funny? I was not getting like a Shakespeare and Hathaway vibe <laughs> on this. Well, okay. I see what you're saying. Like this is definitely, it is definitely more action oriented. It is definitely more action oriented. It is definitely more like... It is more CSI than Shakespeare and Hathaway, but there's definitely like there's definitely a light tone to it, and there's definitely running jokes like her like whenever somebody makes a pop culture reference, she's always like I don't understand that or that's something true. I don't know what yeah. like you know what I mean like there's definitely like they know they're needling each other, and I guess that's just where a lot of the humor and comedy comes from. Oh okay so. yeah yeah that is funny. Oh so if you haven't guessed already, the yes. show logline is a forensic anthropologist, Dr. Temperance Bones Brennan, and cocky FBI special agent Celie Booth build a team to investigate murders. Quite often, there isn't more to examine than the rotten flesh or mere bones. Hey. Or there's also brilliant but socially inept for which such a retrograde thing. But brilliant forensic anthropologist Dr. Temperance Brennan works at the Jeffersonian Institute in Washington D.C. After consulting for him on an FBI case, she is approached by cocky yet charming former Army Ranger, cocky yet charming turned special agent Celie Booth, to help the bureau solve crimes by identifying human rela- remains that are too far gone for standard FBI forensic investigators. Brennan's empirical, empirical, literal view of the world causes friction with Booth's emotive, instinctive attitude towards Good a Lord, this is not a log line. This is one of her novels in general. Okay, okay. Anyway, so she does. She is, that's a good point. She is actually a novelist herself, right? In the in the series, her the character is also a very famous published novelist. Yeah, with, lots of lots money of apparently. Very yes, very successful. Very very rich. Yeah. So, and again, it premiered in 2005, and they had 246 episodes. Wow. 12 seasons. They did not think it was going that long. They thought for sure, you know, by the 10th season, they were like, oh, this is for sure over. And then they got two more seasons (laughs) out of it. So what episode are we watching? Well, we are watching season seven, episode six, which aired in January of 2012, very early. And the episode is called... 
the crack in the code. And they always do some sort of alliteration in the the episode titles, which I don't know if you would notice when you're watching the show because yeah. they never label it. But anyway, on IMDb, you can have a lot of fun reading episode <laughs> titles. So here's the um, logline of it. A human spinal column was deposited at night at the Lincoln Monument with a message taunting to find the rest. Its vertebrae are reassembled, forming a code Hodgkins gets obsessed with solving. The blood on it stems from five FBI agents who donated it at the Red Cross. Sweets and his profile help Booth identify suspects. Oh my God, what is this show with the log lines? So there's a hacker, there's other... Okay. Everybody gets involved. There's a vertebrae and a monument and blood and figure out who does did it before people die. That's what we're getting. Okay, at. that's all we need to know. Okay. Good Lord, IMDB. Keep it in your pants. For goodness sakes. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Make it concise. <laughs> Oh. If they can put the dead body before the before the uh, credits, you can like make a one sentence log line. So one final thing I oh just want to say is that the holographic machine yes. that they put, you know, they put the flesh on the yeah, skeleton put, and yeah. whatever is called the Angelatron. <laughs> Oh, it's not. They do it not. Is. Like, like, do they, they, they call it that behind the scenes, or they call that in the show? I, I don't know. You don't know. It's just the Angelatron. It's okay. Called the Angelatron, <laughs> a holographic projector that provides a way to replace the flashbacks often used by other procedural shows. So, so suck flashbacks. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, though. That yes, that CSI did that whole thing where like bullet view, like where the bullet goes in and yes. everything. This is no, 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 no. You have to do that. It's fake TV things. We're going to make this real in the world of the show that's hilarious and i love it and i can't wait to see what it does with this vertebrae so we'll be right back with some vertebrae and some guesses see you soon okay we we learned a couple things in this teaser we yes. learned a couple things in the teaser. One, we learned they don't have Zillow in this universe. Yes. Or at least not yet. She's <laughs> flicking around paper as they're looking for houses. They are, li- they are legit learned- looking at a newspaper because yeah. Booth and Bones are looking for a house, house. for the baby. That's because they are, are they married yet? They're not married. They're not married yet. They're not they married, but they are a couple and she is pregnant with his child. And or their child. Their child. Fair enough. Yes, you're right. Their child. And it's a girl, or she's convinced it's a girl, and she's scientific, so she's probably had the tests done to know that it's a girl. In any event, they're, like, driving to this murder scene or this crime scene, and then she's just flipping through looking for – looking through the listings. Yes, and they're that talking was hilarious. About it. it was like, here's our little personal moment in all this. But what else we know? What do we know about the case? One, there is a – so it the – we know pretty much what it said in the log line. Yeah, that there there's was, a vertebrae that is found. They don't know yet about the multiple blood parts. Yeah, they don't know about the multiple blood parts, but there, there, there is a skull and a backbone found deposited in the in a museum at the feet of a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Um, the Abraham Lincoln has a message scrawled on his torso in blood. In blood that says, "Where's the rest of me?" Yeah. And. Then we find out later on when so like the a docent who's training more people to give tours finds it in the morning um, that she's like trying to teach people how to give tours and she's walking backwards into the room so she, she doesn't see it at first she turns around there it is Bones and Booth get in the car to come over there and then we see Jack Hodgkins red hair beard and what's the other what's the lady's name there uh, Camille Camille. She, and Saroyan, she's something Dr. like that. Saroyan. Yeah, she's the blood she's lady. Funny. Yeah, she's so she's the one who says, "Well, it's definitely human blood." And he's looking at it and going on and on about all these conspiracy theories because he's a huge he's, conspiracy yeah. theorist. That's his thing. So he's a huge conspiracy. Well, he's theorist. also the bug guy. Yes, he's also the bug guy. He knows and about the slime blood. guy. Apparently, he's, he's he's the guy. You you need yeah. the gross things. You need somebody who likes the gross things. He's your guy. This, in this show, episode. the props are so disgusting. The, the props are it's really great. Na- I mean, it's bones, but there is usually some nasty, nasty, nasty. There's some nasty. I will say yes. They do like, a stuff really breaks good open job. and bugs just pour out of stuff. And he's like, woo, and everyone else is like, ugh. Yeah. And they, I feel like they never get 
uh, used to it. Yeah. No, they never get used to it and they never get over it. Like, it's just, it's yeah. just like, And I certainly don't. In all <laughs> the episodes that we watched, I'm still like, they stop do talking a, about blowflies. They do a really good job of catching the glisten of just like making everything look really moist. Yes. Like somehow <laughs> it's just like freshly ripped from some carcass. Like everything yeah. just looks really this fresh This vertebrae and head looks like it has been brushed with barbecue sauce. It really does. Right before <laughs> you put it on the, before you put it on the grill. <laughs> and it's been reassembled. So the, what we learn is that the ver- she bones comes in, and of course the first thing she notices is that oh my goodness, these vertebrae are fine, but they're they the back one has been reassembled in the wrong order. So they're sending us a message. I really like this. Is I think a thing that happens in episode these episodes with mm-hmm. her is that she stares at something at length. Oh yes, they really and, like her staring at things yeah, intently, and it's great. She's so good at it. Because I really was. <laughs> You're like, a really good starer. Can you can you imagine is. the screen test? Like come come in here and just just stare at something a little off screen. Just just turn your head. A little. Okay, now stare that dot on the wall. Just stare at that dot. Just for 30 seconds for us. What? Yeah. I just, just stare at the yeah. dot in character. How would your character stare at that dot? She got she, it. She got it. She, she nailed, nailed it. it. Oh my God. Look at that. Look at that yeah. focus and attention. This is clearly someone who went to prep school. Like, can you imagine the acting class that's just like, now today we're going to get really good at staring. Well, like, rather she than went doing to the- Crossroads, Jacob. <laughs> she went to Harvard, Westlake, and she went to Crossroads. For those who don't know, those are two very she-she middle school and high schools yeah, here yeah. in the L.A. area. The Crossroads is more hippie, and the Harvard, Westlake is... More snooty. More snooty. Yeah, As you would imagine with sure. something with the name Harvard. Yeah. Yes. So, there we go. Three minutes, 20 seconds. We know there's no Zillow. We know that the only person <laughs> other than regular characters has talked is the museum trainer. And everything else is just regular. So we really do have nothing on this. And a bunch of interns that uh, are but learning to be... You're right. The interns did uh, speak. The interns did say yeah, a couple things. As they were learning how to give tours. How to and give they were tours. like, but miss... But, but miss, miss... But you really... You really just turn around. There's something really gross behind you. Yeah. Yeah. And this, which is not, which is unfortunate because this show really likes to follow the trope of the person who you don't suspect but keeps coming back to give helpful information to the heroes. Like, oh, like this random character oh. who's around but not really a suspect but just around and helping, like the senator's assistant or the park ranger oh, who's yeah. helping you fight. Like, they really like that. Like, they re- that's how they like to hide their murderer yeah. is I'm the person being helpful who's sticking around for no apparent reason that you can think of. But like, once, once the character who shouldn't really be there has come back twice, they're the murderer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the episodes I've seen, like, I, granted, I haven't seen all of them, but that's definitely definitely a path they like to take. Okay. So I, I will see if that path is right on this. But as it is, unless some of these like interns come back multiple times, I don't think it's going to be any of them. Hmm. Is what I'm saying on that. Hmm. So we got nothing. Maybe Morse. Maybe we'll have an Inspector Morse crossover here. Like Morse <laughs> has just come over from the Morse's come over for to do some touring and will he have floated his jaguar across that would be amazing i would love we should have an episode where it's just like all the cars come together and the cars solve the episode like somehow like all the cars (laughs) communicate with kit and kit manages to talk to people and tell everybody how the crime was committed Mm. i I, like that's the show i want to see like well, they're saying they did some research and they <laughs> That's really... not the tread pattern of a 67 Camaro. That's actually the tread pattern of a Plymouth DeSoto. Yes. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no, that's, well, just, that's just a jerk who still has a car alarm on it yeah. if it does any good. <laughs> Dispatch some officer to find that car thief. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't really have anything. Do we think... Okay, so somebody who has gone through the trouble of creating a code in vertebrae, hmm. somebody, they made a big deal about the ligaments. Like Bones was like, so is it hard to rearrange vertebrae? And she's like, well, you'd have to cut through this ligament and this ligament and this ligament and this ligament. Maybe there's only three ligaments in there, but like it was a big deal. And Booth is finally just like, fine, fine. It's a big deal. I get it. So it's somebody who knows their way around. You know what I mean? Like this is not just a crime of passion. This is not just a one off. This is not somebody taking advantage of somebody standing on the side of a cliff and pushing them over. This is somebody who like is not afraid to get in with the moist skeleton and like slather that barbecue sauce all over themselves. And then apparently all over this. 
And as we know, there's multiple blood types from agents. Yeah, which this. we only know because of the log line. Yeah, Sorry. but you've been doing a lot of research I on IMDb re- and log lines. That but it's been giving you lots of good guessing is what oh, I'm saying. Okay. So I'm okay. like, okay, I'm trying. I, I, Jess, I'm in the middle of a slump. Oh. I need a break. <laughs> I'm going for okay. every little bit I can get here. All right, I'm going to think for a little bit. Why don't you tell me what you're thinking about right now? Okay, so I have come from the on-deck circle. Where's our hologram machine? Did, did you put our hologram machine? Are you hiding our hologram machine in the closet so I can't yeah, use it to put this together? I'm so sorry. It's uh, just, it, I don't like the color. It, <laughs> it doesn't it, it, it casts a weird shade in the <laughs> living room, and so I just had to put it away she's very particular about colors in the living room you will not believe the number of led bulbs i've had to return because this (laughs) this this shade the color temperature wasn't exactly correctly right so but i'm sorry what are you thinking okay i uh yeah so this is another one of those wild ass guesses patent trademark pending right (laughs) i did i you stopped me but i was going to there there's something about there are a bunch of i i did read in various Places, like things. places, Wikipedia, different fan sites, that there are a couple of God serial killers that come into this show a couple different times. So we may not actually get solved in this episode. Well, I don't know. I oh, I don't know. Oh, well, we'll find. It might be a draw. It might be a draw. It might be a. We might have to. We might just have to oh, go through maybe. and just you know. Well, I'm just, but I'm going to say that they, maybe they figure out the serial killer. Sure. Because the vertebrae has to come from a bunch of different people, right? No, I, th- oh, I mean, it could. it's the same vertebrae, but it's just rearranged. Yes, different- it's okay. unclear, but, but you're right. It could be, I was under the impression that maybe they got it from different people, but you're right. It could be the one, one person's vertebrae rearranged as opposed to multiple people's vertebrae put together in a weird way and i uh, yeah you're right it's one person's vertebrae and just rearranged okay and i don't i've never really paid good attention when i go to the chiropractor (laughs) big size to whether or not they were a murderer i just come out alive and that's fine by me well no okay here's what i was going (laughs) just this is where i was going with this is that you know all those different vertebrae are named like l2 r3 The four one. Oh yeah, I, yeah. They all have these. I yes, can't you're make, right. They I have, know they have there's letters some attached system, to them, yes. but I can't make heads or tails of it. And so, but it always makes me think of a crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this is also connected to a crossword puzzle. Oh, you think a crossword puzzle is going to be another one of the clues? Yes. Okay. It, the vertebrae, the number, the you know, the placement and the replacement is also going to coordinate with a crossword puzzle. And so I'm just going to say that it's somebody at the Washington Post who is angry about not ever beating, you know, not ever getting promoted to work at the New York Times crossword puzzle. Oh, you're going, you are going all in on this crossword thing. Yeah. And so. Come at us, Will Shorts. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> really upset about Will Shorts getting all the glory. Right. I mean, he's smart and everything, but this person at the Washington Post is like really smart. Yeah. Um, so smart that he's going to he. I'm going to go for it. He. He. Sure. Uh, is dallying these vertebrae all in different angles, like willing to really go for the willing puzzling. To, I mean, this is taking cryptograms game. to the next level. Yes. Forget yeah. about Wordle. I've got your vertebral. Yes. Yes, exactly. Vertebral. The vertebral. The vertebral. <laughs> You've got six guesses to find out who did this. <laughs> so you're guessing, you're, you're seriously guessing. Are you throwing this game or are you just like, you know what? I'm just, I I've have had no a... idea. <laughs> That's the point. So I'm going to say a crossword puzzle person at the at the Washington Post who is, which, you know, the, the psych episode we watched turned out to be a journalist who just wanted to be a, a critic, a food right. critic, and it thought the other guy was getting all the glory and was like, he's never going to quit, so I'm just going to kill him. I'm just going to kill him. So I can get promoted into it. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a crossword puzzle. This is another journalism story. It's a crossword puzzler, the person who creates and all the crossword puzzles. Determined to show that he creates the best cryptograms. Exactly. Because this is real life and death stuff. Yes. Literal life and death stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to guess 
I'm with you on the glory because this is clearly somebody who wants attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like, A, this is really bloody and gruesome. This is not somebody who's like being a serial killer and just trying to like get away with it for years and just like in this normal serial killer, which is like, I'm just going to be as low down as I can and try because I need to kill for as long as I can. And this is somebody who wants the attention of bones. Yeah. They want the attention. Oh, that, true. Uh, you sure. know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is like, they knew that this is who would get called. They knew like there's a code in it that they're like, they're definitely playing a game and like pushing up against bones. So this is definitely someone, you know, you may be, I'm going to, I'm going to riff off yours for a second. This isn't my guess, but I'm going to riff off of yours for a second. Like I'm wondering if it's not a crossword puzzle, but what if it's another crime novelist? Oh, another crime novelist who's upset with bones's fame and like best sellingness and the fact that she is a successful forensic anthropologist uh, is uh, like dating this hunky man, uh, best selling author, really super duper smart. And this person over here isn't. And so they're like, I'm going to prove that I'm smarter than you. Or, and either like this is a, this is a either way this person wins. Either A, I'm going to prove to you that I'm smarter than you and get away with this. So ha ha ha, I'm better than you. Or B, you are going to find out, but I'm going to make this so interesting that you are going to put this into one of your novels and therefore I'm going to live forever. So this is definitely someone who wants attention. So I am going to guess, you know what? I'm going to guess that this is a former intern. Maybe not one we've seen on the show, but I'm going to guess that this is a former intern at the Jeffersonian who maybe was passed over or that she, because she didn't know how to quite interact with Bones because Bones is like like mm. somewhere on the spectrum, doesn't mm. read emotional signals very well. So somehow Bones was either like rejected or uh, humi- like inadvertently humiliated by like just calling out all the things they did wrong because mm. they did because she does not have she does not have chill. So I'm going to guess a former intern trying to prove that they're better. Mm. I'm going to I'm I, I like my whole crime novelist thing as well. I might keep that in my hip pocket, but it's a little too close to your crossword puzzle thing to really go with that. But mm, okay. that's where I'm going. Or, or, or it's Zillow. It's the Zillow coder who by the end of the episode was like, look, I needed to get your attention to tell you about this really great app for house hunting. And now you can put in all your requirements and we'll find that for you. And wasn't that worth, like, I got these bones from, like, I got these bones from a dead body. This body was already dead. I got the blood from Red Cross. So all this really is, is just a crime of vandalism. And it's a crime of vandalism to get you to have this app. And I know that this app will be in your best-selling book. So now everyone will see this app. It's just marketing. It's viral marketing. Mm. So those are my, those are my three big swings. So there you go. I can't wait to, you know, jump in and be like, strike one. <laughs> well, we'll find out all the strikes. Ball one. Ball one. Strike two. Yeah. That's a balk. Take your base. Everybody advance. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to advance to watch the rest of the Bell ball. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll be back. Think, do you think that we are doing irreparable harm to our psyches by watching so many murder mysteries? Oh, gosh. Like, do you think that in some weird way we are, like, corrupting our brains or, like, just desensitizing ourselves to the worst of humanity? Or, for that matter, just instilling within ourselves, like, just a general paranoia and fear and sense of rottenness of the humanity. In short, as Frederick Nietzsche might say, have we gazed too long into the abyss and are we now, you know, becoming monsters ourselves? I mean, I haven't started calling myself Agatha Christie yet. (laughs) Okay, sure. But she gazed quite deeply into the depth. She, I mean, she knew how to do it. Like she really thought about how hard yeah. to do this. Yeah. I mean, we, we are consistently, amazingly, remarkably wrong all the time. So maybe we're not there yet. Yeah, I would say not. I mean, can you imagine if you wrote on a show for 12 seasons? Then yeah, for sure. Sure. You, there, there's some, there, there are some, there's some the deep trauma right all there. All the people on Psych. Oh my goodness. Well, the people on. Such depth. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, the people on it's like, let alone Criminal Minds. Yes, Criminal Minds. <laughs> or Silent Witness. That show was at like 24, 27 seasons oh or something. Oh, my goodness, we yes. Yeah, that one. Well, you were getting close because there was a time during this show where I was like, son of a biscuit, Jessica got it right <laughs> again. I know, I kind of was like, oh my God, I might have, I might have, oh my gosh, I she wasn't was... even trying. <laughs> So she said she said a crossword puzzler. Yes. Um and it they there was a there was a character in this episode who was not a crossword puzzler, but was a journalist working at a failing uh, newspaper, Washington Post, who's was Standard. St- Washington Standard. Washington said yes, the Washington Standard, who we had a source on the inside who was telling him all these things and everybody suspected him for a very long time. And I did too. There was one point because I said there was this pattern that they just, if this person keeps coming back and trying to be helpful, then it's that person. Now, I will say that the person wasn't trying to be helpful. He the reporter was not. was not helpful, but he kept coming back in random mm-hmm. ways. And so literally like halfway through the episode, I turned to Jessica and I was like, it's him. It's the reporter. And she could hear <laughs> the barely disguised underneath me. But in fact, it was not. He ended up with his face blown off and yeah. tied upside down onto a flagpole. Yeah. But it was not him. Nasty. It was it was a computer hacker, a hacktivist by the name of something, something, something. Well, Platin. you know, it could have given it all away because the logline, or not the logline, the title of the episode was A Crack in the Code. A Crack in the Code, yeah. So it... 100% had to be yeah. the computer guy that they sure. somehow decide to interview in like the first five. Yeah, he's definitely, he's one of the, he's one of the first suspects they come up with. And they come up with him because they've got, they create a profile of who this was that killed, who was that fits the profile of someone who would be able to do this. Someone who was, someone who was smart and had a grudge against the government and they said, oh, well, this hacker has hacked the Department of Defense's website and done this other thing which put thousands of soldiers at risk. He fits the profile, but he couldn't have done it because he was under house arrest and he doesn't have access to a computer. So he couldn't have done any of these computery type things that would have been necessary to have this happen. Mm-hmm. And they go and they interview him just the same. And as they interview him, he's very smug with the fact like, I have this ankle bracelet which says that every 38 seconds is very oh, proud of this ankle bracelet. Which... I mean, knowing that he's a criminal and even not knowing that he was a criminal when we were watching this, I was just like, it's on your ankle. Like how many shows have made hay over the fact like it's ridiculously easy to spoof these things or take them off or slip out of them or all these like somehow this the fact that this ankle bracelet, which relies on this incredibly fallible technology is somehow like Mm -hmm. the linchpin of his success in this episode. Anyways, yes, it was him through various roundabout, incredibly intricate ways, which involve one of the things he does to, like, throw, like, a shoe, a sabotage the the Jeffersonian hero's bones team is, so he's, he's killed this woman. He's killed this woman mm-hmm. and rearranged her vertebrae to be found, and then they find the body in the archives through a code in the vertebrae. They go to the archives. There's a rest of her skull or the rest of her body rather the rest of her bones so she was killed and still fresh by the way like less than two days yeah two days old keep that in mind people two days so they take the bones of this murdered woman back to the back to their headquarters strip them scan them into the computer and upload it onto her upload it onto is it Angela who's the scientist lady? Yeah. Okay. So they've got these bones. They scan. They put it into Angela's computer. Somehow and then Angela's computer somehow comes down with a, a malware, some worm, which causes the fans in their computer system to not turn on unless the computer gets to a temperature of 750 degrees, which literally causes a fire and brings down their computer network. Okay, so what they discover then is that the malware that came into their computer to do this, and this is like, oh, he's this crazy hacker. He's so good. He doesn't even need a computer. What he's done is he has somehow chiseled 
onto the bones, onto the broken bones, on yeah. the ends of the broken bones, he has some, which by the way, were not clean. They were still covered with her muscles and guts. Somehow he has chiseled onto the bones, computer program, so that when the bones were scanned, somehow this machine language program, zeros and ones, binary, somehow this fractal pattern on the bones would cause this thing to roll. So in two days, this man has killed a woman and then somehow managed to etch in her bones a fractal pattern of a code into, like, do you have any idea how long that would take? He did it in two days? Like, like I will give you everything else. I will give you that, yes, this can happen. I will give you that you could kill somebody. But to kill somebody and then strip their bones and then rearrange their bones and then plant the bones and then in that two-day window also take these exploded bones and etch with fine, like, it's invisible to the human eye, people. That's how fine this is. On, like, the ends of ribs, etch in a pattern that, like, the computer will read as code. That is where I draw the line. I, like, no, just, ah. Uh, I will, like, if you had given me more than two days, like, if this was, like, a dish served cold, great. But two days, that's where my logic cop meter goes off, and I cry foul. Foul ball. See, I was on it. I was on to it. You were right there. You were right there. So, yes. So, we all lost. But what we did find, this was interesting about this. I did a little, I did a really quick bit of research on this. Mm -hmm. This serial killer that we're introduced to in this episode is apparently, like, one of the, like, the the big bad, the evil arch-villain of this series. Like, oh. he comes back for years. Like, the elaborate, intricate like backstory of this character is nutballs. Wow. But like yeah, he he like multiple 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 episodes they construct this amazing backstory for this guy and he I, I like literally I did this so quickly. I'm not even sure they ever actually like defeat him. Oh my god. So someone tell me if they actually defeat him or not. Like just write it like hit us up on the hit us up on Instagram or something like that. Just tell us if he, if they ever get him, because I was a little annoyed that yes, they found out. Because again, at the end of this episode, not again, at the end of this episode, they find out they're they are absolutely convinced, and the guy even the guy even admits to having done it. But he's like, "You'll never convict me in a court of law because my ankle bracelet says where I am at all times." Like, yes, yes, your ankle bracelet. Clearly, you like why they give up as if they couldn't figure out. How he faked the ankle, like, why, like, you yeah. just figured out there's a fractal pattern on bones, you figured everything else out, why couldn't you figure, ugh, this just was just annoying. He's on nine episodes of Bones. You know what you did get right? What did I get right? Well, <laughs> nothing, you got nothing right, Oakley. Sweets. Sweets or sweets? Yeah, the shrink, the psychologist. The, the shrink psychologist, the FBI yeah. uh, partner uh -huh. to Booth. Yes. Was on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> You totally nailed that. I didn't know, realize you watched that show so much. I didn't. You I just, actually it just, recognized him. I, I didn't. I only saw a few episodes, but it, it like I, I, every time I saw this episode, I saw this show, and I saw Sweets. I'm like, he looks familiar, and it wasn't literally wasn't until we were talking that I put that together. So he has a parallel career. They called it as a screenwriter, and oh. he has a writing partner, very famous writing partner, Jonathan Goldstein. And they have written Horrible Bosses, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, two, oh, wow. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, and Spider-Man Homecoming. And he, in 2014, he signed to write and direct the remake of The National Lampoon's Vacation. He needed four months off for the project, but Bones writers couldn't come up with a viable way to explain his absence for half the season. So at the last minute, in the 10th, in the premiere of the 10th season, they killed him off, <gasps> shot him in a parking lot by a Navy SEAL caught up in a conspiracy ensnaring um, Booth at the same time. So they just killed him off the show? Yeah. In the 10th season. Wow. Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, at that point, though, like 10, 10 seasons yeah. in, he's, he's getting plenty of residuals. He was doing fine. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was interesting. But... I really, really, really the like the humor. Once as soon as you mentioned that they thought this was a humorous show, like there the jokes throughout this show were definitely there. Like they blew up a guy in a they blew up a fake person that they made out of like some like 
putty. Why uh, was this a good idea? And they kept being like, well, I guess the the extinct, you know, thing extinguished, whatever you call that. Yeah, the, that fuse. The fuse the extinguished fuse didn't go through inside and the, like, oh, check it. I don't want to check it. I don't want to check it. I don't want to check it. And you you're never supposed to check it. Just don't do that. <laughs> it's going to explode eventually. And then you're going to lose it. It's, a, it's Chekhov's goo. It's yes. not Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's goo. Yes. <laughs> oh, this show was full of things like that where it's just, and I swear to you, like they made such a big deal out of the, um, out of the like subplot about them trying to find a house, like such a big deal out of it. Like I wanted it to pay off in some way for like the criminal investigation it didn't it was just yeah. like wow they were really hitting this hard yeah and that and then they finally get a house they which they, they he gets at auction criminal he get, it has been it has been seized by the government seized, and yeah. then so he like the marshal had seized it as they like came in and busted up some kind of drug house and Bones loves it because even though it's a mess and it's falling down and they came in she's like I can see the bones of the house yeah lol uh-huh. Yeah. And it just makes me think that for years, everybody here in LA that gets into the business, the, their obsession is home buying. Now I need a house. And now they need to buy a house. And so I'm, they- I'm all- five seasons in. We've made it to syndication. I finally got the big paycheck. How do I get a house? But I can still, still only afford a crappy house and I'm going to have to tear down. Yeah. They're all <laughs> obsessed with teardowns and having to remake them. And so then they've freaking write about it on their shows and we all have to like we all get taunted with this and have to watch it that would be a great (laughs) the poor the poor hgtv show where it's just like this was a murder house we're going to clean it up and sell it like oh that has flipper murder that has to exist that would be incredible like yes a murder flip Oh my God, murder flip. Oh my gosh. We solve it and then we sell it. It has to exist. It has to. (laughs) Murder, I'm sorry, murder flip. That is my new favorite TV show on HGTV. (laughs) The HGTV and the AMC crossover show, Murder Flip. Yeah, for sure. Will they go with the triple homicide or merely the meth house? Right. A couple other things I noticed in this episode. One, there there was a moment when Booth... And Sweets figure out like where the woman, the so the, the it was a young woman who was killed and it was her skull and vertebrae and then they were trying to find the rest of her body. Yes. So they figured out what house, like they figured out the house where she was murdered and they were searching around the house and they searched through the backyard and they realize, they don't, they realize that like she was murdered in the hot tub or she was yes. like dismembered in the hot tub yes. because it is full of like human guts and grossness and flies so many flies i was like yes with the flies that was the most oh. buzzing flies we had seen since, in, since yes exactly <laughs> i was like oh my god you win for most flies this season bones i really don't think we're going to have more flies than that so i was like well done well done with the flies glad we got oh to see gosh, that swarm ever sound designed that show has, no bones, bones has yeah. got to have like a thousand and one bug noises because they thrill to give Hodge. Title of your sex Hodge, tape. Yeah. A thousand and one Ugh. bug. No. no. It's disgusting. That's very, I mean, fetish people enjoy. Enjoy. But Hodgkins always has. You know, a new bug. Yeah, Hodgins is always, Hodgins. always. Sorry. Hodges is always, whatever. whatever it's not the, a K. It's not, there's no K in there. He, he is always obsessed over bugs. He was obsessed over the code this time. But yes, so there was, I noticed that. I loved that. I loved the blood and guts and flies around the thing. And then I also loved, this was just a throwaway B-roll moment. It's like, so Booth's boss, what's her name? She likes to say Cher a lot. It's like Commander. Oh, Cl- Cl- I'm not really sure, but Caroline. Caroline. So yeah. Caroline, there's a little moment where it's made clear that she drives a 1970s AMC Gremlin. Like this little yellow gremlin so like rolls across the screen. I was just like, yes, yes. That's an awesome car. If you don't know what that car looks like, please go Google that. Yeah. We'll throw that up on our Instagram as well. It is such an amazing, weird looking car. Also, but yes. what that means is this is a car from the 70s. It is now that it is 30 years on. That means that this woman loves that car. 
So she's, much. She is not like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's a government functionary. She's upper middle management. So she's probably making a decent living. So she can afford a better car is what I'm saying. She yeah. doesn't hold on to that gremlin. She holds on to that gremlin out of love. She loves this weird, funky little car from the 70s. And I love her for it. I was like, this, <laughs> it's a beautiful car to look at. It's funky and it's weird. And it's, it's, it's do we think... Okay, okay. Do okay. we think it is bitching enough? Do we think that Carolyn Julian has a separate spinoff where she is a private investigator? And that is her bitching car for the private investigator? Oh my God. I That's want that backdoor pilot. <laughs> That's what they should have done. They did do a spinoff of this show. Uh huh. They, it, it, totally not a character that anybody would really recognize. They created it uh-huh. just so that they could then, they, they created it put it in bones, and then kicked it out. (laughs) And it didn't go more than a season, unfortunately. But it should have been with her. This, like, take no, there's no nonsense, take no guff lady. She totally needs to, like, get pissed off, leave the FBI, and, like, become a private investigator driving around the D.C. metro area in this AMC gremlin. I am here for that. That needs to happen. It really does. Please make that happen. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, that'd be so great. And she plays a lot of roles that are known for, like, their humor, mm-hmm. their edge of humor. And she really, you know, she sells it. She's, She's really funny. It's, she gets a lot of sass. A lot of character. She gets a lot of sass out of taking no sass. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, when, like, she, the reporter, the reporter is the, the main suspect for a while. And she's just like, I want him, like... She's like, hurt him, but don't leave any marks. And then like when he comes down, when they like take him down from the flagpole and he's dead and mutilated, she's like, this is not what I meant. So she's like the <laughs> decent person, but she's also kind of sassy for like not accepting a whole lot of sass. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's really good at connecting the thought. Just a good actor. Oh, oh my God. She's, she's the one who's in charge of murder flip. <laughs> oh my gosh. She carries her tools around in yes. the gremlin. <laughs> That'd be so great. Yes. She's found, she realized B- Booth, Booth has figured out how to do this, how to like get the houses for cheap off of houses that the, like the state marshal or the federal marshal has possessed. So she's like, this is it. This is how I'm going to retire. This is what I'm going to do in retirement. I'm going to take these houses from the government and then I'm going to flip them and make them real. And along the way, she solves the cases behind them as well. Oh my gosh. That's this so is the great. show. She, this is yes. the show. There you yes. go. <laughs> Murder flip coming from Fox in 2024. <laughs> so, I mean, the only other thing that I would talk about, I mean, there are you know, bunches of other fun actors and directors and writers on this show. See them in all the things. Yeah. I did enjoy reading about Tamara Taylor, who plays Camille Sorian, the doctor, the blood doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I think she's the blood doctor. So that actress is Canadian and her, again, Canadian, but they didn't film in Canada. They filmed (laughs) in LA. Anyway, her career took off. When she got a regular role on Fox's Party of Five. So she, Fox knew her, has known her for a long time when she got this. And then she appeared in Stephen Bracco's The City of Angels. She was also oh, in Hidden okay. Hills. She was in Lost. She was in Numbers, CSI Miami, NCIS, and Fox's Hit Bones, obviously. She had a role in Serenity, the movie spinoff of oh, yeah. Firefly. And she made her film debut in the Wayans Brothers romantic comedy, Senseless. And within a year, so she had one big year, mm-hmm. where she starred with Halle Berry in introducing Dorothy Dendridge and in Tyler Perry's box office hit, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And apparently she loves beaches, hiking, movies, books, and has two chihuahuas named Bruno and Miss Pixie. <laughs> I really wanted that other one to be called Mars. Yeah, yeah. She dropped out of high school to become a model with the permission of her mother. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, well, and I, do, I did I talk about the actress who, uh, Michaela Conlon, who plays Angela Montenegro? I, I don't know that I did, but. I don't think so. Angela is the, is the one who created the hologram Angelotron the, the thing. The Angelotron, yes. yeah. So Bones is a big role for her. She's had a, a couple of other things, but this is really the biggest thing. And since then, she has done Six episodes of Yellowstone. 
She got her start on Law and Order in 2001 because she went to NYU, so she was a New York actress to right. begin with. And she, well, she was on 10 episodes of MDs, which, you know, when you get cast as an MD pretty early in your career, then you, that's your real, and then they're like, okay, let's look, look Clear, the doctor roles Exactly. For you. Clearly she knows how to be a doctor. Like yeah. she looks smart. Good. Put her in smart stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I, I think that's pretty much how she got this. Her, and, and in case anybody's wondering, her mother is uh, Chinese American and her father is Irish. And so... She is a proud Asian American actress, and and hire her and see her. Yeah, in all the hire her and see her in all the things. Okay, well, you know, I didn't win this week, but at least you didn't win either. That's <laughs> so, right. So I don't feel I don't have to feel uh, bad fine. about myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who I should really have looked up for this episode? No, who? But it would have been like dozens of people. Okay. Is the prop masters? Uh. All love to or the prop masters. We're not, maybe we're not supposed to say master anymore, but the prop The props director, people. Props, props people. Props people, prop yeah. director. I mean, like the goo factor in this episode. Like there oh, was one scene where the skull. I re- you're like, it's dripping. It was. It was dripping. dripping. The skull and the, like there was like the, just the slime was just oozing off of it onto their clear table filled with light that they use all the time, which I don't think that's a good idea. Putting these bones onto a table that's full of light. Like, yes, if you're leaning over the table, it will, it will like, light your face beautifully so the camera will catch you and you will look great. But it's horrible. Like, if you've got a light source coming from behind you and you're trying to look at the top of something, your eye won't be able to differentiate the lights coming from behind it. So all you'll see is something dark. It's the same reason you don't photograph somebody in front of a window with the light coming in through the yeah. window. Like, you can't. The exposure doesn't work. So it's just, yeah. it's just horrible all around. Yes. This is <laughs> yeah. This is not how it works. I need to go outside and yell at a cloud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, my rage at this is what really fuels this whole podcast. Oh yeah, keep pulling up your socks. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten that belt and pull up those socks, Jacob. I, I, I had, I, I am confident in my guesses this time. I, oh man, I. You had three. I had three. You were really covering I the bases. Th- is this you thought. I thought. <laughs> who knew? Who? Ca- okay. Who had a serial killer who's going to become the arch nemesis of everybody in here? That's the person who did it. Who had that? They probably. I mean, did. yeah. I mean, I also probably should have just guessed hacker. Just code hacker done. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't do that. Yeah, either. it's right there. It was right there. Right the crack in the code, and we knew there was a code in the thing. It's just like why, like hacker done done yeah. like go home close up shop early done that's why we didn't do this it was a service to you i guessed poorly to entertain you are you not entertained <laughs> i hope you are and i hope you'll come back next time when maybe maybe i'll get it right until then have fun have a great evening or day or have fun doing your dishes sorry can we go back sure there is one other thing that we need to talk about. Oh, in this yes, episode. sure, please. Well, okay, we mentioned earlier that they don't have jackets, but they do <gasps> they have do. jumpsuits. They have jumpsuits, and have... they do have like the Medico Judicial logo on yeah. them. I love Medico. It... <laughs> like they've gone, it's the, the pendulum has swung so far from FBI, CSI, Medico Judicial. <laughs> yes, yes, so long. <laughs> and it's this big pentagram that looks like the ugliest Girl Scout patch you've ever seen. It does look like. Like an ugly Girl Scout patch. Yes, they're all they're all coming up to the crime scene with their Girl Scout sashes. <laughs> I've got my blood patch. I've got my code patch. I've yeah. got my computer hologram patch. Oh my god, we need to come up with a line of like patches for different characters on these types of shows. Like you've solved the mystery patch, or like oh. you've you've got a serial killer nemesis patch. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> you made it to fifty episodes patch. <laughs> What patches does this show earn? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Forget bingo cards. We're doing Girl Scout sashes patches. That's all we have. That's all we got this week. I'm still, still, do I have a win this season yet? I don't think I don't think I do. Oh, man, this is getting rough. This is getting rough. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm going to come through with something. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep watching TV and we'll get this. We'll get this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until, uh, 
<sighs> Jacob, you need to stare deeper into the well. <laughs> I need to stare deeper into the abyss of humankind's murderous impulses. <laughs> and then come back smiling and laughing and having yes. a great time. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is fine. This is me fine. I'm totally fine. This is great. This is great. We'll see you next week when I will also be totally fine. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And now we want to hear from you. Tell us your guesses, your scores, your insider info, your favorite logic cop catches, and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. Follow us and join the fun on Twitter at ClueDunnit or on Instagram and Facebook at ClueDunnit Podcast. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out. Because watching TV is always Always better better with with friends. friends. No, well, I was thinking actually that Bones and Brennan, or Brennan and Booth, mm-hmm. show up in New Girl. Oh, okay. Investigating something like some, some prank like, going on like no, no, some murderer that's at, <laughs> at Jess's school. Oh, and, oh it's dark. Like, some, some dark, like at the lip body. Why not just say like, like Nick's bar? There's gross, some. There's or, some. Like, there's oh, like a there's murder. somebody in the wall. Yes, right? exactly. I'm sure they thought about it. Like a lot because <laughs> actually they're they <laughs> Emily and David both have or Temperance and so Booth. Brennan and Booth both show up on an episode of Sleepy Hollow which was also <gasps> a Fox show. Yes, it was. That show was a hot mess. <laughs> that show was a hot. The first season one was a glorious hot mess, and then the that rest so of it great. was just a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs>